Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to the All-Star Break, and welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Doghouse from Federal Baseball and Dave Nichols from the District Sports page on the line. After the Nationals improved to 48-39, and finish out the first half with a 3-2 win, take 2-3 from the Orioles in the Oriole Park at Camden Yards. Dave, we'll start with Max Scherzer on the mound. Gave up seven hits, five earned run, and four and two-third against Cincinnati last time out in his shortest part of the season. Just didn't have it, as he said, after that start. Nine and seven on the year with back after back-to-back losses. 2-1-2 ERA, 2-0-3 FIP, 1.02 walks per nine, 10.44 K per nine, 188, 219, 296 line against, and 123 and a third innings pitch so far this year in the first year of his seven-year $210 million deal. Uh, pitching today, so no all-star game for Scherzer, though he said he's going to go to Cincinnati. Looked sharp early, 2Ks to start the game before Adam Jones hit a 1-2 curve out the left. Solo home run made it one nothing. 13 straight set down after that. No walks in 31 innings pitched before today's game. No walks in 40 innings pitched by the time he was done. Two-out home run by Adam Jones in the ninth. Ends his night. They bring on Drew Storm to get the save there. He gives up four hits total on the day. Nine, uh, eight and two-thirds, four hits, two runs, two earned runs, both runs on the home runs by Jones, seven Ks, 115 pitches, 80 strikes. Way to bounce back for Max Scherzer and a really solid end to a fantastic first half in the first year of his big free agent deal. Four hits, two earned runs, seven strikeouts. Just a pedestrian uh, start for Max Scherzer. Uh, didn't didn't play with perfection or anything. Right. Yeah. You know, it's almost uh, it's almost routine and, and and not very exciting to talk about when uh, you know when he turns in just a, a normal typical awesome outing as opposed to uh, a, a potential historic or or exceptional outing. But um, you know, 115 pitches it's, it's, that's that's a lot. I mean, we know that uh, um, you know that anything over 100 is uh, is going to start taxing on the pitcher. But um, I suppose that Matt Williams did what. Uh, um, what he thought he needed to do since he's got the all-star break and sure he's not going to pitch and you might as well get as many pitches out of him uh, as you can. Um, but uh, but then did the responsible thing and brought Storin in there to get the last strikeout there in the game. But, you know, just, you know, we, we joke about it, but um, but this is, is who Max Scherzer is in the National League. I mean, he's going from the, uh, the, uh, um, the American League where they've got the designated hitter and, um, and, and come over here where um, where he gets to face, face a pitcher two or three times a game, and 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 some lighter hitting uh, middle infielders, and um, you know obviously they they faced an American League team today, but uh, this is uh, this is who he is. I mean he, he's he's uh, um, he's continued excellence, and he seems like a a very good investment for the Nationals up until this point. Doghouse Matt Williams has talked about it a lot. I continue to be impressed by, by the way Max Scherzer can just dial it up as he goes along, too. He goes out there at 100 pitches uh, in the ninth inning. First couple pitches he throws, 95, 96, 97, just comes and reaches back for something extra there. 
really dominant outing here. One of the best pitchers I've seen, and you know we've had some solid pitching from the Nationals over the last couple of years, but this is kind of another level here for Max Scherzer, what we've seen from him. And if you see some of these big free agents struggle, kind of prove that they deserve the contract they got out there, but Matt Williams has been worth every penny so far in the first half. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming you meant Max Scherzer there when you said Matt Williams, but yeah, maybe not $210 million, but, but whatever, uh, no. whatever they're paying him. Um, I, I was, I was all set to do my typically snarky. Oh, he only got 26 outs. What are we paying him $30 million for this year? But you know, I, I, I can't even, he's, he's just too good. Uh, another impressive outing. Uh, I, I hinted a little bit in my post game. You know, I, I'm beginning to worry a little bit that he goes long so many times. I mean, is, is that arm going to wear out and fall off or something? I mean, he's kind of shown that he's got the endurance for it. And the way, you know, like, like Justin Verlander did back when he was good, he seems to get stronger, deeper in the game. You know, he's got this reserve that even at 100 pitches, even in the ninth inning, he, he can dial back and get 95-plus and with, with excellent command. Uh, boy, uh, we, we may not get this for, for every year of his contract, but if we get it for half of that and then he drops down to merely a league average pitcher for the rest of it, it, it seems like it'll be, uh, it'll be some money well spent. And you just got to love the enthusiasm, too, stalking around the mound after he gets out, pumping his fist after strikeouts. He's really into the game and kind of brings everyone along with him. we got fans on Twitter really enjoying what they're seeing from him so far this season. Just a dominant first half from Max Scherzer. And he hope for more of the same in the second. I hope he doesn't tire out like you mentioned. But, Dave, we'll go to you for the trivia question for today since it's related to the home runs that were hit off of Scherzer. Adam Jones, his first home run, tied him for eighth all-time in, or- in an Orioles uniform, Orioles history, uh, with someone with a connection to the Nationals. Do you have any idea who he tied for eighth and then passed with his second home run? Oh, wow. Connection with the Nationals? Uh, um, Davey Johnson? I was going to say, you have a 50-50 chance. I didn't give you the clue, but if not Davey Johnson, Doghouse, who do you think he tied for eighth and then passed with his second home run? Oh, gosh. Uh, Frank Robinson. There's a chance. There you go. 179 home runs in a Orioles uniform for Frank Robinson. 180 for Adam Orioles. <laughs> <laughs> Orioles uniform, yes. Yeah. Both of them managed both teams afterwards. So, way to go, Adam Jones. Two home runs off of Scherzer today for the only two runs he gave up. I have to stop reading things as I'm asking questions because I'm misplacing words left and right. But uh, <laughs> Dave will go. Dog has way in Chen on the mound tonight. Six start unbeaten streak since May 30th with a 2-2-3 ERA, 2-1-5, 2-6-5, 3-95 line against over that stretch. 4-4 four and four in the year, 2-8-6 ERA, 4-4-3 fit. 233, 283, 425 line against in 102 innings pitch this year. One and two, though, 660 ERA, 338, 394, 600 line, and three start, 15 innings pitch versus the Nats for today. One really impressive stat they mentioned on the Orioles broadcast a 0.091 batting average against with the runners in scoring position so far this year. Three scoreless, but the Nats rally with two down on the fourth. Uh, Clint Robinson and Dan Ugla with singles. UNL Escobar scores on Ugla's. 
Tyler Moore comes up with two outs. It's a three uh, two out double right center gap to make it three one at that point. Ends up being the game winner. A nice start by uh, Wei Yin Chen. Really solid outing by him. Actually, it's a haven't seen too much of the left-hander, but he was impressive today. But Tyler Moore came up with a big hit there that put the Nationals ahead 3-1 and ends up a 3-2 win. Yeah, he, he certainly made uh, made the Nationals look look foolish in the first half of the game there. I guess he is sneaky fast, drink for using an FPism, even though I, I don't think he uses that one that, that much anymore, with uh, sort of slow delivery that accelerates there at the end. He got people chasing high fastballs. You know, he got, to, he got Harper a couple of times on that. Uh, but you know, this this lineup, much of it is held together with bailing wire string and, you know, soggy duct tape that's kind of coming apart. Uh, the, the bench players and the unheralded prospects, if we can put it that way, are managing to come through in the big situations here. You know, Ugla, who certainly was somebody no one was expecting to see even on the roster on opening day, but is getting starts and actually being productive when he's uh, given a chance to succeed here. He uh, he drew a walk and showed a nice batting eye today, and uh, <laughs> uh, per- perennial candidate for the dust heap, Tyler Moore comes through <laughs> with uh, some some solid hits today and some pretty pretty decent defense at first. We saw him make that great stretch to get to dial in the back end of the double play yesterday when he practically did the splits. A couple of nice plays on uh, on a hard hit line drives today. Uh, he's He's showing that he can be successful at the at, at the position there. I don't know if that's going to turn into trade value or he's just going to continue being a useful bench piece. But either way, it's, it's nice to see him having a little bit of resurgence. And let's uh, let's cross our fingers that he can keep it going, and also that we get one of the regulars in there at first. I'm looking at you, Ryan Zimmerman, and and hopefully your custom fit orthotics to uh, get back <laughs> there at uh, at first, not too long after the trade. Dave, I, I looked up Tyler Moore's numbers the other day. I don't have them in front of me, but last 15 games he's hitting over 300 now that he's getting regular at bats and getting the timing down a little there. Clint Robinson hitting 275 on the year after going two for four today. Uh, Matt Dendecker, Dan Ugla, like Doug has mentioned, all getting at bats. If there's one silver lining is what I wrote the other day, is that when they do, when and if they get these guys, their everyday starters back healthy, they're going to have gotten these bench bats and backup fielders a lot of at-bats over the first half of the year, maybe get their timing a little bit better going down the stretch. So the last two months of the season, these guys are kind of locked in and able to provide a little more than they normally would off of the bench. It's pretty amazing. You mentioned the record at the start of the show. It's pretty amazing the Nationals have a two-game lead at the All-Star break, uh, considering they've played their backups for most of the first half. Um you mentioned Moore, you mentioned Robinson, you mentioned Ugla, you mentioned Dan Decker, Matt, M- Michael Taylor, who uh, certainly wasn't scheduled to be a starter at the beginning of the year, uh, Danny freaking Espinosa, who um, was in a battle for a spot during spring training, um, practically being the Nats MVP here in the first half. All of these guys have been significant contributors, while Denard Spann and Ryan Zimmerman and Jason Wirth and Anthony Rendon um, languish on the bench and get next to nothing um, out of uh, Ian Desmond. So, um, you know, kudos to to the Nats bench brigade here uh, carrying this team to a two-game lead at the All-Star break. Um, if the Nats get healthy in the second half, and I'm not sure that um, I'm not sure what kind of production they're going to get out of Zimmerman and, and, and Jason Worth, but um, if, if they can if they can get Denard Spann healthy into the lineup every day, 
Um, if at some point Anthony Rendon comes back, um, you know, if they get healthy going down the stretch, they're just going to run away in this division. Um, you know, people have, have um, baseball pundits have, have given the Nats a hard time that they haven't run away with it already, and um, in, in they've made fun of the, the National League East being a very weak division, and it is a very weak division. Um, but these haven't been the Nationals; they've been the Syracuse Chiefs plus um, the Nats' the starting the starting rotation. So um, it, it's remarkable to me that the Nets um, have a lead in the division to begin with, let alone um, run away with it. I go back to both of you for this one last question about today's action, and we'll go into a little first half wrap sort of action after that. But Ian Desmond continues to struggle, doghouse over three with a K today. What will it take? Will or will anything lead to Matt Williams sitting him? We saw a few years back Danny Espinosa struggled. Uh, he was probably better with the glove, and that kept him in the lineup a little longer. Ian Desmond obviously has, you know, the resume and the, uh, the stats to back up, keeping him in there and letting him figure it out. Tom Boswell wrote the other day in the Washington Post that there's no way you end up sitting him. You keep running him out there and rely on the fact that he has that track record which says he'll get back to it. But the Nationals are competing for a division title. They're leading the division now. They are two, two months plus left in the regular season going forward. Is there a point at which you sit Ian Desmond, bring up Trey Turner, or – throw Danny Espinosa, possibly Wilmer Dipo out there, and sit Ian Desmond, in, which would be a horrible uh, outcome for him in his contract year, but really just not doing it so far this season. 2-11 average going into the break after over three days today. Yeah, it, this has just been a, a, a terrible year for Desmond. Uh, he, he's done so well for so long, and now he's basically – become the caricature of all his negative traits with none of the none of the countervailing positive ones. Um, that said, I think it is pretty darn unlikely that he gets moved to reserve status. Uh, just my sort of my impression of how the organization views him and the fact that he keeps giving us these little flashes. Okay, he he hasn't gotten so many hits at all, but today he only struck out once. And I can see that being fun as a as a positive in the Nats brain trust. And he's almost got it figured out. One thing I I may expect to see is that he might start getting some days off in the second half. I don't think he's going to get sat, but I think we might see him sitting down once a week. Dave, I'm kind of with Doghouse and the fact that I don't think they're going to sit him down. They'll rely on that track record and him coming through eventually. But is there, is there any point you think that they go with someone else at short? Well, if they get Anthony Rendon back and they need to put him at second base and Danny Espinosa is still on his way to 20 home runs, then um, we saw earlier when Anthony Rendon was back that they were trying to get as many as still get Espinosa at bat. So um, I could see a scenario where it becomes a co-op at shortstop. Um, sure, especially if, if it's August 1st and, and, and Desmond is still hitting 210 or 215. Quick first half wrap questions here, Doghouse. Bryce Harper goes into the break, tied for second in majors with 26 home runs. He's third in the walk in the MLB with walks going into today's game. I don't think he walked today. No, he didn't. With uh, 63 walks on the year, fifth in RBIs, all career highs so far in just the first half of the season. Really kind of putting up MVP numbers as we mentioned last night and dominant first half by Bryce Harper. I'd assume, offensively at least, he's got to be the MVP for the Nationals in the first half. I think there's no question about that at all. You you look at that, that one real 
hot, hot streak he had uh, a little earlier in the season when it just seemed like you could blindfold him at the plate and, and he could he could either take a walk or hit a dinger. And he, he just knew it was almost supernatural, his perception of the strike zone and his ability to make contact if he got a pitch that was somewhere he liked it. Uh, he's fallen back to earth a little bit since then, although he's still batting 340 and slugging over 700. Uh, I think if he gets another another hot stretch in the second half, you know, we could look, be looking seriously at a at a ten win season. As as it is, maybe he only gets seven or eight if he he has an average, and I'm making quotes with my fingers, season for Harper. So uh, yeah, and MVP for the Nats certainly. I, I think uh, it, it's it's hard to imagine him not being pretty high up in the MVP for the NL conversation. Dave, I'd imagine Harper kind of running away with that MVP for the team uh, offensively. Max Scherzer, little doubt that he's kind of the, been the MVP on the pitching staff so far. Drew Storen's put together a great first half, but we were handing out her first half awards. Is there any game that sticks out for you as the best? I, I noted uh, Max Scherzer's no hitter just because I was in the park. I mean, well, that's not the only reason. It was actually a pretty good start on top of that, but getting to watch that one live, the first first no-hitter I've attended was pretty amazing. Uh, the other one that really stuck out for me was that comeback against the Braves. The Nats were kind of scuffling to that point. They came back from a huge deficit. Uh, Dan Ugla hit a big home run and kind of unified the bench and got everyone on board, and they kind of ran, went on a nice run after that. But those are the two games that stick out for me. Any performance or game in particular stick out for you so far in the first half? Well, you know, obviously those those two um, stand out the most. I mean, the, the game against the Braves was just uh, um, one of those ridiculous every four or five season games where you see a team come down from that many runs that late in the ball game. Um, the extra added uh, uh, Schadenfreude that, that it was ugly that did the, uh, the the nail in the coffin against the Braves while the Braves are still paying him billions and billions of dollars. Um, you know that. that <laughs> That was just that was just a, a fun little uh, a fun little uh, added bonus to it. Um, Scherzer's no no, um, just fantastic. Um, you know, it, especially when you combine it with with the one hitter, um, just in historic um, couple of stretches there, probably uh, more impressive back to back performances than um, than Johnny Vandermeer's back to back no hitters. Uh, you know, he he walked a bunch in one of them. You know, back in the in the fifties. So, um, really, just a, a couple of neat standouts. But, um, you know, let's talk about the play of, of Michael Taylor here. I mean, here's a guy that, um, that 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 if things had gone the way that the Nets planned, he'd still be in the minor leagues. Um, you know, in in preparation for taking over for Denard Span in center field um, next year, and he's up here contributing on defense on a nightly basis. He's giving the Nats some pop. You can see him working through um, some of the um, issues that he still has um, on route to becoming a daily big leaguer. I mean, he, he had some um, some running, uh, some base running issues early in the season, and, and, and he's, he's doing much better with that now. Um, he seems like he's got a little bit better approach. He's a little bit more patient at the plate. So um, I think there are a couple of uh, first-half MVPs um, you know, obviously Harper with, with his numbers, but um, we mentioned Danny Espinosa um, in, in the fact that, that, that Rendon's been out and, and Desmond's been absent. Michael Taylor, um, same way, taking advantage of, the, of his playing time. So, um, you know, especially with Taylor, this is the future of the Nationals. And it's 
um, it's nice to see him progressing as he is uh, uh, as quickly as he is this season. So, Cass, any plays or games in particular stand out for you in the first half or maybe a defensive play that uh, caught your attention stands out? Danny Espinosa's double play last night was one of the better ones I've seen, but there have been a lot of impressive plays by the Nationals in the first half. No, that was that was that was certainly a real standout for me. Uh, watching Denard Span on any given night, for all the progress that Michael Taylor has made, and uh, uh, Davis is right to single him out for for what what a, a gem in the rough he is proving to be here, and not not so rough actually. Uh, Span can really go get it, and it, almost any given night you're watching him in the outfield, it, it's going to be a good one. I feel like we haven't had enough opportunity. To give the span fielding love on the show here uh, here tonight, but I, I will mention uh, since we were talking about Harper just a second ago, his his six home run in three game stretch that was uh, that was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And we'll end on a great quote from Bryce Harper as well. Chelsea James at the Washington Post. Bryce Harper on what he wants to improve in the next half. Harper says, "Well, I'm pretty mad. I dropped below 340 today, so I guess he wants to improve on that." That's end the first half. 48 and 39, 23 and 23 on the road, which is impressive. 25 and 16 at home so far. They start a series with the LA Dodgers next weekend in the nation's capital Friday night. So it'll be a nice series to start the second half and a nice matchup for the Nationals to see what they can do going forward. We'll see at least one National Bryce Harper in the uh, All Star game coming up. Max Scherzer's not going to pitch after he went today, but he'll be there in Cincinnati to celebrate getting a name for the All Star game. Matt's Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and federalbaseball.com. Enjoy a few days off, gentlemen, and we'll talk to you Friday night. Go Nats. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.